Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome to another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. It's a show where a couple of dudes sit around to talk about football like you would at your local watering hole. I am Dylan London. With me is Colton Sorensen, as always. How's it going? It's going. How we doing? Oh, living the dream, you know. Like like every working man says when you're asked that question. Living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. Like absolutely nobody is. Anyway, today <laughs> on our football show, um, we are going to talk about some of the coaching hires. We're going to get a little bit into the Vikings, I guess, because we tend to do that. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about the championship games a little and maybe do a small preview of the Super Bowl, maybe just kind of the matchup and what we're, you know, what we're looking forward to in that. Um, l- looking ahead uh, for the podcast next week, we are not going to have a show because there's not going to be anything going on. The week after, we'll do a kind of a Super Bowl review, year in review kind of thing. We'll do our own um, end of season awards. We'll give out our MVPs and offensive, defensive players of the year, stuff like that. And then, and then after that, we're probably going to do a little bit of uh, early scouting. The uh, the Senior Bowl is happening this week, and that's kind of where we get our first look at guys other than the the games that they have played. You know, we get a little bit better tape on them. They can do a lot of one-on-ones, stuff like that. A lot of times, this is the best, like, the early best season of uh, – side-by-side comparisons it really gives you that okay what does this guy do well compared to this guy and that's a lot of times that's what i use to base my scouting on these players and also like because it is essentially an all-star game for seniors yeah it's putting the best you know seniors against the best seniors a lot of times yeah so it's you know i i think it's a better gauge of players against similar competition. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing too. If if anybody's interested in scouting or just kind of that aspect of it, like team building, uh, I do recommend watching the Senior Bowl. And on YouTube, the Senior Bowl also has a lot of like, you can go back and watch the one-on-ones. A lot of people post that. It's really kind of interesting to watch if you haven't seen football from that aspect. It, it's kind of a good... It's kept entertaining because there's always commentators and there's special guests and stuff. It's it's a really cool thing that they put on every year, and I'd recommend it. Yeah, but uh, with that, we'll get into our first topic, which is some of the coaching hires. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through a list and just kind of some of the main um, the main positions of these teams. So basically head coach offensive and defensive coordinators and then gms if they if we haven't already talked about them um so the baltimore ravens they hired mike mcdonald as their new defensive coordinator uh he was on the team from 2014 to 2020 and then in 2021 he was the defensive coordinator for the university of michigan which they did pretty well yeah i mean they made it to the final four and they made it on their defense. Yeah, their defense is pretty damn good. So, so I don't know, probably a good hire. 
Um, the Buffalo Bills, they lost Brian Dable to a head coaching spot, which we will get to. So they had to fill that, and they filled it with Ken Dorsey, who was previously the uh, quarterback's coach in Buffalo for the past uh, three seasons, I think. And then also he was the quarterback coach for the Panthers from 2013 to 2017, and that included Cam Newton's 2015 MVP season. Yep. So promising, promising name there. Uh, worked in some very good offenses, clearly. Um, I think if he has a good relationship with Josh Allen, I think this is probably a really good move for them. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Panthers, they hired uh, Chris Tabor as their special teams coordinator. Probably uh, an okay si- signing. Like, sure. It's special teams coordinator. Uh, I think the special teams coordinator you just don't want a bad one it's kind of a stepping stone a lot of times it's getting your feet wet running a part of the team and so they put a lot of their promising guys in this situation uh maybe that shouldn't be how it was used based on the vikings previous uh history where we've hired real bad ones yeah um but Chris Tabor, good or or if you have a special teams coordinator who is apparently the worst in the league, and it for trying to block the game-winning field goal of the 49ers and you're the Packers, you put ten guys on the field. But anyway, the Panthers also hired Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator. Now let's reenact how this first went. Okay, so you you said they hired Ben McAdoo. They did. Former, former, what hold on, the hold fuck? on, hold on. Okay, so okay, sorry. Ben McAdoo has been in coaching for a long time. I think his first job was in like 2004, somewhere around there. So he's been yeah. in coaching for a while. Uh, he eventually made it up to head coach with the Giants and was not, not good. He was not good. Part of it was probably the roster. But also, he did he not did, help. He did make it to the playoffs one year. They uh, okay. They lost in the first round, but yeah, okay. It's so this is very strange to me because they didn't even so they hired last year. The Panthers hired, you know, hotshot young, up and coming offensive coordinator from the greatest college offense to ever play in the 2019 LSU Tigers and with Joe Burrow and all them and being the quarterback coach for many years for one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history Drew Brees with the Saints he was the quarterback's coach for that team oh I didn't even know that years before that okay so then so he he coaches Drew Brees and then goes on to have literally the best offensive season college football has ever seen yep to hired by the Panthers yep to, you know, to reanimate Sam Darnold's career, essentially. Oops. You know, that's kind of a rough first gig as a coordinator in the NFL. However. Which, um, any coordinator that's given Sam Darnold, you should assume that the team understands that you were a coordinator that got Sam Darnold. See, I don't think they did because immediately after they got Sam Darnold, they picked up his option. Yeah. 
I don't know. Super weird. The Panthers are kind of a mess right now. But anyway, back to Joe Brady, who they hired last year to help resurrect Sam Darnold. He was fired in December. He did not even, I think it was the beginning of December. He did not even get a full season. No, he did not. Like Matt Rule, who I I have been vocally like supportive of. What the fuck is he doing? He threw his offensive coordinator under the bus. They were five and seven when they fired him. So I don't know, man, it's it doesn't make any sense. But they hired Ben McAdoo. Why? Who has uh consistently proven that he may not be a good head coach, but he's also proven that he can't get hired for other offensive coordinator positions. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't get it. Like, so he, after he was fired in 2017, he was out of football until, or he was out of coaching until 2020 when he was the quarterback's coach for the Jaguars. He did not have a lot of options. No, he had... Well, dude, he had the fucking goat, Gardner Minshew. Your goat? Everybody loves Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner Minshew, but he's not the goat. Anyway, so it was Gardner Minshew, I think Mike Glennon, and then I think Jake Luton played a few games. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Um, he clearly did not make a quarterback out of them. No. So is he going to make a quarterback out of Sam Darnold? And clearly... He wasn't great at that job because he did not keep his job. Well, I guess they had a new new head coach come in. Did but, I? Did, I just compared Sam Darnold to those three names. Yeah, and I feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, I well see. I don't really see it that much with Minshew because Minshew, whether he's thrown the ball to the defense or not, the the guy's a gamer, man. The other guys, you can't like you can't put that same energy to him. I feel like that's disrespectful to no, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think he's a very, very, very low-end starter. Yeah, Sam Darnold, maybe even lower than that. No. Are you sure? I I would rather, honestly... Think about it. I would rather Gardner Minshew start for my team than Sam Darnold. Exactly. Sam Darnold belongs in that conversation of those three quarterbacks. No, no, no. I'm saying you're disrespecting Gardner Minshew. Oh, yeah, both. I don't, yeah. That's exactly what That's what I was saying. Yeah, Sam Darnold's trash. Yeah. I've said it from the beginning. And, and I, I died I on feel, that hill, and it's fine. I anyway, feel comfortable with that now. Anyway. But Ben McAdoo, he's going to make... Um, he, yeah, so after the 2020 season as the quarterback's coach of the Jaguars, he, went, he was a consultant. That's all it says for the Dallas Cowboys. It just says consultant. They made the playoffs. Okay. He's going to make um, Cam Newton really good. Oh, that's right. They have Cam. They're not going to play Sam Darnold. Yeah, but they're paying Sam Darnold like $18 million. They're Oh, I don't think they have Cam anymore. It was a one-year contract. I thought it was a couple. No, it was a one-year contract worth like $10 million. Wow. That's too much. But, what yeah. The, okay. I, Carolina will figure you out so later. So, I... We will talk about the Panthers down down the road because what the fuck are they doing? I think we're going to talk at about them point, draft time and be just as confused. At this point, I think the Panthers are one of the worst run organizations. Mm. Like they're they're in that category of like what are we doing here? I want to see how this works out first. 
Because up until now, I've thought they were running the organization great. Like, Joe Brady, cool. He's an interesting signing. Yes. He might not work out, but he's interesting. Good. But they, then they fired they, him and a, went to a ben shit ton McAdoo? of talent on defense. Um, and okay, and it then was just the weird firing for me. That's and their the defense only thing. and their defense was really good yep. until they decided to stop doing all the things that made them good. You don't which, need to do that, which doesn't make sense. Like, Correct. why are they doing it that way? That's I'm why. Not sure. That's why I'm saying that at this point, I see them as one of those really dysfunctional franchises, and that's disappointing because I like a lot of Panthers players. Yeah. They got a really good young defense that should be better than they are. Hey, we're going to talk about them later. Oh, man. We'll, we'll just, figure it out. Eh, fucking whatever. Uh, the Bears. So we talked about their general manager hire, Ryan Poles, uh, last time. Uh, now they have a new head coach. It's the former defensive coordinator for the Colts, Matt Eberflus. I've heard good things. Sure. I've heard bad things. Um. The Colts' defense has been good. They've been good. Well, I mean, having having a guy like Darius Leonard really helps. Does having DeForest Buckner helps? It helps. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think the Bears have a fairly good defense too. Um, I think they they have a Darius Leonard type player in Roquan Smith, so maybe you get him elevated. But I maybe. I think you need to really focus on Justin Fields. And Which they, is they did hire Luke Getze, uh, former Packers quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator. I don't know. I'm curious the style of offense they're going to run. I would assume it's in that um, the Lafleur McVeigh type offense. Sure. Based on this guy's background, I would assume... I don't know if that's correct for Justin Fields, but I think it's better than what they were running. So, I don't know. Also, I think anything is better than what they were. Well, running. yeah. So, and and this kind of like seeing this seeing this higher with the so the main the main thing for the Bears is to get a guy who's gonna maximize Justin Fields. I think that was the most important thing, at least from an outside view. And they didn't go with a guy who is an offensive guy. Okay. So, so no, no, no. I, I have, I have thoughts because okay. there is a trend in the NFL where a head coach is fired. The next guy is usually the other side of the ball. Usually. Yeah. Okay. So they, you know, they, they looked at it and they went, well, this offensive guy didn't work, so we're going with the defensive guy. And yep. that that same trend so far has, like, that trend has panned out. Yeah. Uh, Vic Fangio gone in Denver. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel in. Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Packers, is there. Yep. Uh, the Raiders. Uh, I guess the Raiders had Gruden and then... Pisaccia, and then they hired an offensive guy. But my point is, it is interesting that they went with the trend instead of being like, okay, we need to try to get a guy that can maximize this quarterback that we spent a lot of capital on. Okay, here's my argument for Eberflus. Okay. He works with Frank Reich, right? Yes. Frank Reich is notorious for being good at handling quarterbacks at being a quarterback guy. Yeah. 
do you think Eberflus uh, came in with Frank Reich-esque talk and helped his situation by saying, oh, yeah, I will support the quarterback and stuff like this? Do you, do you think that's the route that he went to get the job? Because I think if he did that and he said, I will work on the defense, but my main priority is the team in general, I think that probably would have done it. I mean, I think that's what every defensive guy has to say. Probably. But like, I think he I, I just think comes I, from a situation where you can believe it because of Frank Reich. Sure. I mean, to a point. But I feel like every single defensive guy that's interviewing for their job, you know, the general manager or the owners or whatever are going to be like, hey, uh, you haven't you haven't coached offense. You're like, you're not an offensive guy. You don't like, are you going to be the guy that, you know, does the Mike Zimmer and be like, you know what, I'll get you a top 10 defense and somebody else can deal with the offense and we'll get there. Like, you know, there, there is that, there is that chance that eventually that's what that guy is going to be. I do think there's something to say though. So back in Mike Zimmer's day, when he was coming up, you, you picked a side of the ball. Like you got put on one side of the ball or the other. These days, like you see linebackers coach tight ends and, uh, running backs coach will be defensive backs coaches. I think it's more evenly spaced on the newer age head coaches or the newer age coaches because they've worked both sides of the ball. And I think, I think I don't you think understand Eberflus it. Is one of that guy, one of those guys though. No, not necessarily. But I think like if, when you're talking about like, um, what's his face, the 49ers guy that the Vikings were talking about signing. Uh, is that D'Amico Ryan? D'Amico Ryan's. He was a tight ends coach. And a former a NFL linebacker was a tight ends coach. I, I think it's just because, like, the way you can watch film now, uh, defensive and offensive guys both see defensive and offensive plays. I think it's it's a little more in the middle. But the the Bears probably need – they need to make sure Luke Getze is the guy for uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, I think – so for Eberflus specifically, he had to have – like come in with a specific plan like hey you know if i if i'm hired these are my targets for offensive coordinator to help bring along justin fields yeah because that is the most important thing i think like in order for him to get hired he needed a plan yes and he probably he probably had one i would assume so so that's you know but like i mentioned uh, moving on to the Denver Broncos, they hired the former Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, who apparently Aaron Rodgers has been pounding the table to get a head coaching job for years. We'll see what happens with that. Oh, with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Have you seen the new odds on him, like where he's going to go? Oh, let me guess. Denver is like way high. Sure. Did, did you see where Green Bay is? Is it way low? Zero. 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 Oof. Yeah, he yeah. got home. So you put all your money on Green Bay. If you want to make something, you just drop all, like, put 50 to 100 bucks on there, and you're going to make bank. Yeah, he's, he probably, he's probably going back. I don't know. We might get to, that, get to that eventually if it becomes interesting, but at this point. Gross. Yeah. Um, the Packers replaced... Uh, Nathaniel Hackett with Adam Stenovich, who um, he was their offensive line and 
uh, run game coordinator. So if they don't have Aaron Rodgers, I think they're going to be a lot more of a run-heavy team. That makes more sense. I would assume so, yeah. Um, Jordan Love is still a guy there. you got to hope that he's kind of been... you got to hope he's been learning. Yeah, doing something in the background and not just being in the background. Yeah, that's uh, rough. Vegas has become uh, the Las Vegas pa- Patriots. Uh, yeah, that's recently. fun. Uh, another team trying to copy all the Patriots stuff. Yeah. Weird. Josh McDaniels, head coach, former Patriots offensive coordinator. Um, Dave Ziegler, former front office member and I believe GM for a little while of the Patriots before um, – what's his face? Oh, my God. Bill. Bill Be- Belichick. Belichick? T- took over yeah, general he just, manager position. He's so. just like, I am everything. Yeah. I, I think he was part of that group. So, so I do want to – I do want to say with with Sean Payton retiring, yep, and Josh McDaniels becoming a head coach, yep. Josh McDaniels now has the most punchable face for a head coach. Okay. I would argue that. With who? See, you're going to disagree. Cuz Urban Meyer is also gone. Correct. You're going to disagree. Okay. But I it's it's a vendetta against his face and nothing else. <laughs> okay. Zach Taylor, for some reason... What is wrong with Zach Taylor? I don't know. He annoys the shit out of me. Every time I look over on the sideline, it's like slightly pissed off. It's like that resting bitch face that just annoys me. I don't know. To me, he looks more confused. I have no problem with him as a coach or anything. Like, do I think he's the right coach? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, they're winning. I haven't paid attention. They're in the fucking Super Bowl. Even, Even last year, who the fuck knows? But... His face, for some reason, really makes me want to punch it. No, Josh McDaniels. For me, it's Zach Taylor. Dude, who so. the fuck wears a visor? Come on. Josh McDaniels. The, yeah. o- the only one. The only fucking one. Sean Payton. Also wore a visor. Also wore a visor. Maybe you just don't like visors. Maybe that's a thing. <laughs> come Maybe on. I come should, on. Visors, I should get are a pretty, visor. visors are pretty bad. I should get a visor and sit on this side of the table. We could have some good arguments. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, we talked about Joe Shane as the general manager, the new general manager of the Giants, and he hired uh, former offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, Brian Dable. Yeah, Brian Dable. Clearly, the offense works in Buffalo. I I think you you get you give Brian Dable a quarterback who is exactly in the mold of Josh Allen, but maybe a couple steps down in. Uh, Oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel I was, Jones. Yeah, I, to be to be fair though, they are similar. Six six ish. Two bill two and a half bills ish. Ish. Fairly good runners. Both of them. Uh to be Daniel Jones is legitimately okay. like a good runner. Okay. You you gotta say fairly good runners because they're still a quarterback. Like you gotta com, like comparing them to the rest of the league. Fairly good runners. Okay. Not, you, it's not Lamar, so you can't... No, no, no. He's not, nobody's Lamar. I'm I not know. saying he's so Lamar. It's not like, Lamar. It's for, not... For Daniel Jones, if you take out the turf monster at like the six-yard line against, what was it, the fucking Eagles? Yeah. Like... 21 miles an hour. Bro, he he is a fucking athlete. Sure. His throwing needs work. Consistency. However... He's got a big arm. However... Big arm. If you take what Josh Allen did over the last three years... Yep. Where he was... His rookie year, he was trash. 
trash adjacent. Trash adjacent with because he played really good against the Vikings with flashes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. He had the flashes. That the Vikings ne- game. The of next hurdling. year. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that. The next. Dude, Anthony Barr is also six five, and he fucking hurdled him. I know. It's insane. Anyway, his sec- Josh Allen's second year, you know, a little bit better. Ups and downs. Third year, fucking incredible. He made a leap that, you know, most quarterbacks do not make. It's literally, have you ever watched a puppy grow up and all of a sudden they turn into a dog? It's like that. It's from a puppy where they don't quite understand shit to a dog where they're running circles around a yard. Yeah. That's the change that happened. Yeah. He just turned from a puppy into a dog. The only problem with Daniel Jones is uh, I don't think he has multiple years to make the to flip the switch and make that jump. I would argue he does based on the comments that Joe Shane, I said it right. Damn it. Based on what Joe Shane has said. I, I I do remember him saying that they are going to build an offense around Daniel Jones. That makes me nervous though. So, because as soon as it doesn't turn out, well, Joe Shane is going to save his ass and just go, all right, Daniel, you're fucked. Well, get out of here and just fire Dable. I don't think of fire Dable. I think it would be a Daniel know. Jones scapegoat I, type situation. I think if it's bad enough, he'll just be like, well, I guess we got the wrong head coach, and then we're going to get a new quarterback, and then just kind of clean house. I, th- I think that's more... It depends on what situation it is. Is it bad quarterback play in general, like where the offense has getting guys open and stuff like that, but the quarterback's not doing good? Or if it's the whole offense is just stagnant, like... You, you can't even get anything out of Saquon type deal. Well, they, they couldn't get anything out of Saquon his entire fucking career. Well, you got to get some offensive linemen. Like, you, yeah. you got to put them in there. Hey, man, they, they drafted one. Yeah, he was my favorite that year, and he's not so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, 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 made a, he, he took a step up this year. Uh, yeah, he's, he not, he's not bad. He's not bad. But he's not. He was not the best one. He's like in a, a Riley... class of Tristan Wirfs, Mackay Becton, and Jedrick Wills. Yeah, <laughs> he was not the one that was the most ready. Yeah, and I was wrong. On that. Um, he's like a Riley Reef, where like yeah. he's he's not necessarily a liability, but he's not necessarily great. He's not bad. We're talking about like what, there, Andrew there Thomas, up, right? Yeah, there Andrew are Thomas. upgradable players. Anyway, so the Giants, I think, so far have the best hire. Um, I. Dayball was going to get a coaching job, and whoever got him, I think, is going to get a really good head coach. Yep. Um, Let's talk Vikings. Okay. Let's talk Vikings. Okay. I'm going to take this in a direction that you don't like. We're going to start by talking about uh, the most recent uh, talked about head coach candidate for the Vikings, and that is Jim Harbaugh. And before you say anything, I'm going to say... Fuck no. Thank you. That's that's, that's about all I... Yeah. Yep. Just, no thank you. Just fuck no. Why? No, no thank you. Why do we want a Harbaugh? No thank you. Harbaugh's have punchable faces. Both of them. Both of them are punchable. Jim, See, Jim is a Jim, douche. Jim more so than John. I think John Harbaugh's fine. John is annoying. Like, he's cocky in an annoying way. See, I, Jim is the brother that, like, what he he has something to prove in his opinion. Like that's that's the way I see it. That's why he dropped down to college because he's trying to prove that he's just as good as his brother. I mean, his brother did beat him in a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. I, I mean, with Joe Flacco, one of them was a NFL quarterback though, and one of them was fairly successful at it. And it was Jim. 
But now that he's a coach, he's not as good as his brother, and that's not okay. Sure. So I, I just don't like Jim Harbaugh. No, I think I there's, never liked him. There's two candidates that really catch my eye, and it's the Rams guys. It's Both of them, yeah. Raheem Morris, who I think has proven himself as a leader of a team with Atlanta a couple of years ago, and he's been a proven defensive coordinator at the very least. And Kevin O'Connell, coming from the Sean McVay system, is that the the offensive coach that the Vikings may need. Those are the only two viable options, in my opinion. And also, we got to bring up the storyline. Jim Harbaugh said, reportedly, I have not, like, it's not confirmed, but during the interview with the Vikings, that if they offer him a job, he wants to give the uh, Dolphins a chance to talk about it. It's a counteroffer, essentially? Yeah, send a counteroffer in. Yeah, fuck him then. He doesn't want to be here. He wants to use us literally as leverage yeah. to get more money from the Dolphins. Fuck him. If that is a true statement, I don't understand why the Vikings are still thinking about it. Yeah. Like, if that happened... So, if I was, say, a a manager at a McDonald's... Okay. And Dylan is a manager at the Burger King. Okay. And I have an employee. Why do I get the shitty one? Okay. Chick-fil-A. You got Chick-fil-A. Oh God, no. Okay. What do you want? What a restaurant (laughs) you want? Are we going to argue about (laughs) this? Anyway, just go. Okay. So an employee comes in or a a hire comes in and says, Hey, these are my whatever and whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, where do I contact if if I want to give you a job? And he's like, okay, here's my phone number. But when you offer me a job, I'm going to wait a couple days and I'm going to talk to Burger King because I'm going to let them give a chance to up the offer. I'd look at the kid and go, fuck no. Yeah, get, get, the, the, fuck, get the fuck out of here then. Yeah, I got 16 more kids lined up. Nah, Except get out of here. the problem is this is such an exclusive job where sure. like if you like the 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 fast food metaphor is great until but you're it's like that, it's that type but it's there's thing. there's 700 people that would be like all right I'll take a fucking job at McDonald's this is different this is your I know you're, you're, but you're, you're, you have it's not different in the fact that you have Kevin O'Connell you have Raheem Morris the team seems to really like Patrick Graham you just go okay fuck you I'm gonna move on to the next guy then. yeah like but, but somebody saying, else will want but this what job I'm saying more than is you. it's like it's such an exclusive job to actually get only yeah. There's literally only 32 people with in the this world specific with job. this specific job, and yeah. you get and you want to offer it to a guy who's going to use you as leverage nah. to go somewhere else. Nah, fuck off. Bro. Nah, dude, go fuck yourself. Yeah, get the hell out of here. All right, I think that's that's my big rant with the Vikings. Is... Well, and then you know we were talking off air before we started recording, and you said that that whatever the Vikings did, you want them to get rid of Kirk immediately. Yeah, so. My argument uh, for that is Kirk is too good for a rebuild. And I think if we retool, we will not get rid of Kirk. So either we're stuck with Kirk for a long term or we get rid of Kirk now. I think those are the only two options. And I think the answer is get rid of Kirk now and hope for greener pastures. So... The only reason that I'll push back on that is like, I, man, I do not want a full rebuild. No, I don't either. But, and and there, there is an argument to be had. And I will listen to the argument of like, if you don't have the difference maker at quarterback, which Kirk 
I mean, he isn't. Kirk is really good. Like, yeah, Kirk, he, Kirk is a solid, almost top 10 quarterback. Like, he is very good. However, you know that you're probably not going to win a Super Bowl with him. The only way right. that that would happen, which, again, completely possible that Kirk goes on a run and we fucking win a Super Bowl well, and everything's great. L- let's look at the other team that has a Kirk-type quarterback in the 49ers. What did they have to do to win? They had to put a team around him that was winning despite of the quarterback in some scenarios. Okay, so I'm And gonna, I think I'm you gonna, have to win despite of Kirk in some games. Like I am Kirk will push ruin back, it though. in some games. I am going to push back, though. Go for it. Kirk is much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. But you do so like understand what I'm saying. That yeah, but Kirk it, will lose you a couple games. You can't do that in the playoffs. You can't have that Kirk game where he, he's launching 40-yard balls over guys' head. But at the same time... Oh, my God. Matt Stafford. You put a team around Matt Stafford that will win despite his bad games. That's a more... That's a, I that's think that's a better a, comparison. That's a better comparison is yeah. Stafford. And they're in the Super Bowl. Like, that's... Yeah. That's the, the thing that I struggle with with Kirk is that he... He is absolutely good enough if we put a team around him that he can take us to a Super Bowl. But in my it's opinion, less likely we that are that too will happen. far away from that team. And we have contracts. And if we have Kirk under contract, we're going to be too far away from that team based on how our contracts are set up. No, and I get that. And I do feel like there's probably going to be a lot of players that fans are really used to that are not going to be there anymore. You know, you probably, Harrison Smith is probably gone. <clears throat> Harrison Smith. Uh, <clears throat> CJ Ham. Oh, come on, man. I love <laughs> CJ Ham. I know. I was just trying to get a reaction. Uh, isn't Anthony Barr already a free agent this year? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I haven't, um, I haven't paid attention. Uh, Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter is probably gone. Probably gone. Dalvin Cook. I have heard trade rumors. Yep. Um, the, the, the problem with all that is if we get rid of all of our talent to rebuild the ta- the young talent that we have is not going to want to stay and specifically i'm talking about Justin Jefferson yeah like that's that's my issue is like i don't want like i would rather kind of i would rather have those chances to make a run while we have Jefferson instead of rebuilding completely and absolutely losing okay. in 2 years but that does not need to involve kirk and here's what here's here's my biggest argument so when I talk about getting a young quarterback, I talk about putting a team around him. And we are close enough to that, that if you tell Justin Jefferson, hey, give me two years, okay? Stick it out for a couple years. We're going to get rid of Kirk this year. It's going to be bad. But you need to understand that we're working towards it. And then you fill some holes in the next draft, and the year after, like, you try to get a quarterback this year. If, if you don't believe in one, you wait till next year. You you got another Kellen Moore maybe at quarterback, not doing great. Kellen Moore, Kellen Mond, whatever. You get the same. I was just looking at Kellen Moore's name, but Kellen Mond at quarterback maybe not doing great the next year. Um, you get your quarterback, but in this draft you you put the team around him and then you flood free agency. You go and you fill the holes you need in free agency. Be aggressive with that young quarterback. And you you tell Justin Jefferson, okay, this is the guy. You work with this guy. You bring him along. He's going to take you to the where you want to be. Because you can't convince Justin Jefferson, 
Okay, Kirk is our guy. We're going to pay him another shitload of money. No, I mean, I, I understand what you're but saying. But trust me, Kirk is our guy. I That's un- what's going to happen if I you understand. keep Kirk. I understand what you're saying. And there's, I, there's no option. You I can't do, keep him. I do feel like... Like, this is this is why I'm very conflicted because it's like you're... I, I feel like I would be stuck between a rock and a hard place where, like, I... It's not, Kirk, it's Kirk not the good, Kirk thing, though. Kirk is good enough to You don't be have successful. to completely rebuild the team even if you don't have Kirk. Okay. It is but, going to be a however, down no, year. No, no. Hear me out. But you when, don't have to rebuild the team. When you get rid of your starting quarterback, who is a top 12-ish guy... Correct. ...that turns into a rebuild... Correct. Like it doesn't matter. Kind of. It doesn't matter what the rest of the team looks like. If your quarterback is not set, so would it you is say, a rebuild. Would you say, say for instance, so Tom Brady just retired. Yeah. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go out and say they draft Malik Willis, for example. Sure. And dude is a star. That's a rebuild? If your plan... That's, I'm saying the plan. If your plan is to go out and get a rookie, or if your plan is to play a guy that isn't proven, it is a rebuild. So that is a rebuild. That is a very successful rebuild. Okay. Okay. That. So I don't consider that a rebuild. Well, no, it is. You're retooling. It is. That's one tool. It's a retooling. But with with the quarterback having so much more value than literally every other position. Sure. If you don't have that nailed down, you are in rebuild mode. But I think Kirk is less valuable in that sense because Kirk does lose you some games. It it straight up Kirk loses you some games. Right. But so, also he's good enough to where if you get rid of him and you put in Kellen Mond, we're probably winning four games. Maybe. That's a rebuild. But it gives you draft capital. See, I, I get it. And if which you, which is also a rebuild. Sure. If if all but I'm talking not a full-blown blow it up fire everybody rebuild. I'm you can keep the defense. Like keep Daniel Hunter, bring back Anthony Barr. You, do you get what I'm saying? Like you're not blowing up the team. You're I, just working on the quarterback and filling some holes. I get that. That's that's, that's different than just a full-blown rebuild. That's also not how the league works. No, but that is like that's an idea. Like, that's something that you can convince Justin Jefferson of. Like, you're worried about losing Justin Jefferson. Pretty much, yeah. You can't blow up the team. So what you have to do is convince him, we're on a two-year plan. It's a mini-rebuild, if you will. If you want to call it a rebuild, it's a mini-rebuild. I understand what you're saying, but I do feel like if you are taking away an established starting quarterback, which is the most important piece of a team, it's either you get rid of him this year or you have him for five years. Like, there's no in-between. I am aware of that. So I'm not the saying, answer is get rid of him this year. I'm not saying it's a good situation either way. It, it is. It's a good situation to get the fuck rid of him. You can't keep him. You cannot convince me to keep him. I also There don't is th- 0% chance. Unless the, the GM promises, okay, there will be zero extensions signed. Kirk is out next year. I do. I am curious. But you're just to see, putting off the rebuild. I am curious to see. It would be a rebuild. Putting off the bro. Rebuild. If you don't have like a starting quarterback, like yes, you can get lucky in the draft. I'm not saying that's not possible. That's still a rebuild. If you are, okay. if you are trying to replace an established starter, it's a rebuild. That's what it to is. To you, yeah, sure. 
it's a retool. If you're if you're just trying to replace one part, it's a retool. No matter what the part is, it's a retool. No, I I, I think the uh, the positional value. It's I I don't think that makes a rebuild though. A rebuild is like you're rebuilding an entire team. Okay, how long usually does it take for a rookie quarterback to like turn into a viable starter? As of late or in the past? Because it, it because it's completely different now. So what I will say, it took Josh Allen three years to become elite, right? Sure. But he had the, like, you could have convinced some players to come with him. That's what I'm saying. But you got to get the right player. And like, I, Justin Jefferson, if you can convince Justin Jefferson of it, that's who you're concerned about. Mostly. Yeah. If you can convince him, Hey, this guy's talented enough. You've already completed the rebuild. If you can convince him, I don't, I don't think you can convince that's him. That's what I'm so no, that's, I'm not saying you that's, have to that's convince my him point. Become, so like, Kel- that's, that's why either- you're, you're telling, you're te- looking at Justin Jefferson going, Hey, it's a two year deal. It's, it's a two year rebuild. If we're not there in two years, we'll talk. That's what you got to talk about, man. I don't know. It, I wouldn't call it a rebuild talking to him. I'd say it's a two year retool retool. We're going to get you some help too, but you're not going to be the only wide receiver out there. Well, yeah, you'll have a 32-year-old Adam Thielen. No, 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 no. Adam, Adam's going to be gone in a year or two. I, I, Adam's going to retire. Retire? I don't think so. I do. Well, I don't think he would go anywhere else. No, I, I think he's going to retire within either this offseason or next offseason. This year? I think it's possible. Really? Have you seen the injuries the dude's faced the last couple of years? That ankle's got to be holding on by nothing at this point. It's the same ankle like three times now. The dude has two kids that are growing up. They're no, real young. He, he plays another couple of years. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He's just, he's in rough shape, dude. All right. We're going on a little too long about the Vikings. Anyway, let's get to. Uh, All right. You get to your rant because we're running out of time. Well, that's not really a rant. It's just. So the, the Rams beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game despite Sean McVay. Everybody's talking about how the 49ers are winning despite Jimmy Garoppolo. In the championship game, the Rams won despite Sean McVay, their head coach. Because I don't know what his view on the importance of timeouts, especially second half timeouts is, but apparently it's zero. Because early in the third quarter, maybe it was like midway through the third quarter. Ten minutes. No, the, the first time out to save the five yards. I know, it was like 10 minutes on the clock in the third quarter. Oof. So, early in the third quarter, yeah. uh, Sean McVay calls a timeout to save a five-yard delay game penalty. Which they subsequently follow up with a 25-yard play, which would have negated the lost yards. Um, but so the, he, ar- the argument is, without that timeout, they wouldn't have had his time to play. I don't give a fuck. Timeouts are important in a close game. Jesus. When will people fucking understand? Next, I think with like, was it early in the fourth quarter? The first challenge? Uh, yeah. It, it was, was either really early in the fourth like, or really late in the third. Yeah, it was right around there. It kind of blended together. Uh, Matt Stafford apparently is a really bad sneak quarterback. I guess historically he's not good at sneaking the ball. He's too tall. Um, Tom Brady's fucking taller than he is, and he's the best ever. No, you are wrong, sir. 
okay, it's Jacoby Brissett. Yes. The same fucking the same frame. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is also huge. <laughs> anyway, Matt Stafford didn't get the line uh, line to gain on a fourth and one, fourth and inches, whatever. No. So McVay challenges the call. As you would. It wasn't like I could see it if there was a reasonable, you know, a reasonable chance that he made it there. But clearly from every angle, we watched it. Literally, they played it like they, they ran the play. He didn't make it. No. They showed the replay down the line. He didn't make it. No. And then like 20 seconds later, you got Sean McVay challenging the call. Yep. What the fuck are we doing? Okay. That's two timeouts gone. He's trying. I don't know why. Okay. Like, again, that's, I think it, that one, I think was really emotional. Probably. I think it was an emotional challenge. It was probably, I support you, Matt Stafford. Or just like, God, no, he had to have gotten there. He had to have, so that he throws the flag. So anyway, loses, loses that challenge, loses timeout number two. And then with about 10, 10 and a half, 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yep. Challenges a play after. Okay, so this here, here's here's the situation. It is a third down, and like two or third and one, three or four. No, because they went backwards on the third down play. I think it was like third and inches or something like that. No, it was it was a little farther away. Like you had some space you had to get. I think it was okay. Third and two. Okay. Okay. Sure. It was like third and two. On the plus side of the 50 for the 49ers. They they run a play. They get stuffed. Probably like no gain. So it's fourth and two. They're on like the 46-yard line of the Rams. My opinion, you fucking go for that. Like you were up three at that point. You go yep. for it. You try to score again to make it at least... You know, at least the six-point game, if not try to score a touchdown to really put the dagger in them. They didn't do that. It was a cowardly punt, in my opinion. However, the only... Like, on that play, you know, the the ball kind of got kicked around a little bit, you know, as the play was ending. And, you know, Aaron Donald picked it up and, like, said he had the ball and whatever. And... It's your regular end-of-play scrum that just happened to have the ball on the ground. Right. So then, you know, the 49ers trot out their punt team. And then right before the snap, Sean McVay challenges. Why? Why Why are we challenging it? Like, there were plenty of replays to tell Sean McVay, hey, don't fucking challenge that. He's clearly down. It doesn't matter. They're punting the ball. We'll just get the ball. Mm-hmm. So they lose the challenge again. Mm-hmm. They lose their last timeout. They have literally no timeouts with about 10, 10 and a half minutes to go in the game. Mm-hmm. So if for whatever reason it was down to a close game, like they would have had to work around no timeouts. And that, like, you know, the first first one is a stupid timeout to save five yards in, I think it was like, a, what, a three-point game at that point? So, I could argue that, say, it's a third down early in the game. 
and you're, you, the clock's running down. You, there's a little confusion. You take a timeout there. If you feel like, oh, this is a big third down to gain some momentum. In in the first half, sure. But but not a first down. Not on first down. It was first down. First down, you go, well, dude, you fucked up. You probably should have figured that out. Yeah, right, okay. Walk it back five yards, and you figure out what the fuck you're doing on the yeah, next Yeah, like, it, it's just a false start. Like, I don't know why it's different when it's a delay a game. We're like, oh, shit, I got to call the timeout so we don't have the fight. It's just the same as a fucking false start. It's just the ability to stop a penalty from happening that I think is too much for some coaches. Because I see it happen. They just get in the moment. Too. I don't get it. They're like, fuck, fuck, five yards, five. No, no, timeout, timeout, timeout. And then they, then they probably sit in their head and go, fuck, it's only five yards. I think the big thing is if it's on third down. Third down, I understand sure. why coaches do it. But third it, down makes more sense. I think it has to be a momentum third down, though. Like one where you're either trying to... Like you've had three or four three and outs, and this one is big for your team. No, to legit, to, legitimately. To try to like change the pace. Or it's, I, it's your opening drive, and you're like, I gotta set the tone. I... I will say, like, legitimately, I don't think I've ever seen anybody take a delay of game on a third down. I, I've seen it a couple times. Like, I, I think, don't, I don't think it's very often. Like, they last always, year I think I saw like um, the Patriots do it. Like, they like, always call timeout. It, it was always. a weird situation, but yeah, it's either way. That's a horrible timeout on a first sure. on a first down. What are we doing? And then the two challenges that were pretty clear and obvious to every angle that we had on the t- on the TV telecast. Like Correct. we knew that it was wrong. Yep. So what you're saying is Sean McVay is a horrible head coach. I'm saying apparently he's really bad at like timeout management in this game. In this game, well no, cuz even when we went to the Rams Vikings game, he challenged a bad play too. Yes. Maybe he's just really bad at challenges and he gets really emotional and just kind of like, oh, I got a flag. I'm going to throw the flag. Well, later this year, like after the Super Bowl, it might come out that the the Rams have fired just a random video guy. Yeah. And it's going to be the guy up there going, hey, challenge it. Challenge it. Challenge it. He was down. He was down. Or balls out. Balls out. It's just a random dude up there, and Sean McVay trusts him wholeheartedly without yeah. looking at the jail the yeah. video himself. I don't know. That's weird. It's fucking weird. They yeah. had to play almost an entire the almost the entire fourth quarter without a timeout. Yeah. If it was a, if it was a closer game and it was a close game, they probably would have lost. Hey Dylan. Yeah. We have gotten almost an hour into this podcast. We have not said yet. By the way. The Bengals will be playing the Rams in Los Angeles for the Super Bowl. Fuck yeah, they will. <laughs> we we have not made it to that part yet. Man, if you're listening to this, you're deep, deep in the weeds of NFL podcasts. Like, yeah. you know who's in the Super Bowl. Prob- but as podcasters, we should probably say that. Well, whatever. <laughs> like, we Either just kind of missed that part. Congratulations to the Bengals on making it to the Super Bowl, even though I bet against you every round except the first one. Did you... I was in on the first one. So you were shitting on me for every single time believing in the Bengals. Correct. Yes, I did. And did you hear me say, I don't know why, I just got a feeling? Yeah, I did. I was here for that. It's on on the podcast. Like, you can go back and... 
I'm pretty sure I had the worst playoff picks of anybody that understands football even slightly Ooh, has yeah, ever pre- had. It was pretty bad. I'm not doing good this year. So I will not be picking or talking about any thoughts no, on the on, game. come on. Just, I'm not. I'm not going to do come it. Come on. My year's over. I have come to the end of my year. I don't need this rubbing off on my scouting. So I, I don't think need what, to scout a, another Kyle Lalletta this year. I think what you I need don't to want do, it to happen. I think what you need to do is you need to pick against the team no. that you think is going to win. No. Because then it'll do the reverse thing. You'll be like, nope. man, I really feel really strongly about no. the Rams. Because and- this will be the time that I'm right. And deep down, I know that I was wrong. So I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to do that's it. Fair. That's fair. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take off my pick person hat i'm gonna put on a fan hat and i'm gonna say hey hey but hold on hold on on. but i think before we talk about it okay can we talk about the chiefs game yeah we gotta go fast though we're we're running out of time uh shout out to the Bengals, man joe burrow he's baller it's not just joe burrow though i know see that's that's the thing that like yeah but, but i'm i'm getting frustrated i want to like joe burrow and you just it's, hate him because he went to LSU. No, it's so hard because at LSU, do you know every story was about Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. It, they didn't talk about the first round picks at wide receiver that he had, the first round picks at running back, the the entire offensive line that was drafted within the first eighty picks, the entire defense on that team, which one that of was the... that was drafted within the first ninety seven picks, that. That's not talked about. It was talked about how Joe Burrow had the best quarterback season ever. Because which he, he did. did. Because he did. But that's not the only storyline about why they won the national championship. Well, then that's the, and that's now, not the fault of that's not the fault of like the fans. It's the, the fault of the media. And now the storylines are all, oh my god, Joe Burrow has done the greatest thing ever and he's led this team. No, 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 no. no, no the no, no. Bengals themselves, like the entire team has stepped up from what the expectations were and what everything was, it's not just Joe Burrow. I want Joe Burrow deserves a lot of credit. So here But it's not just Joe Burrow. Do you want to know why it's all about Joe Burrow? Sure. Because two years ago they were the worst team in the league. Yeah. Last year they won what, four games? Yeah. This sure. year they're in the Super Bowl. Yes. Joe you know Burrow what the is, is a massive part of that. Joe Burrow's the biggest difference in that. That's sure. why. But it's not, not saying, just him. I'm not doing saying it. you're wrong. Not saying I know. Not saying you're wrong. But listen. I have been listening. I am giving Joe Burrow the credit. He I don't has, think so. <laughs> yes, I am. He has been incredible this year. Like, I he deserves to win the Super Bowl at this point. I fully believe that. It's just But also Matthew Stafford kind of deserves one too. We're gonna get to that. But at this point, like it it's not it hasn't been that Joe Burrow has just supermaned this entire team. He hasn't. He's made a lot of clutch plays. I will yes, say that that's one hundred percent. That's what I'm arguing for. Is it? It like it's sure. it's not him. Like you know, putting the backpack on and taking the team. But a a year ago, the Bengals were not in most of these games. Yeah, and it's not just because Joe Burrow. The defense has played amazing they compared over- to what they were expected to do and what they did last year. They have wildly overachieved, especially in the playoffs. It is astonishing what that defense has become compared to what is expected. Last time I checked, Joe Burrow is not on defense. That he doesn't he doesn't change that. I mean maybe in practice he's a super fucking human 
and they're getting into these games and going, oh my god, these quarterbacks are human. I can fucking I can stop them. Okay, but like I I understand. It's, it's not just Joe Burrow, See, and that it's so frustrating that I feel like the the rest of the team is not getting the credit that they deserve, and that's me right now trying to give the rest of the Bengals the credit. Because See, I have shit on you enough, Bengals. I did not believe in you because I thought Joe Burrow was the only thing. Didn't I say after the Vikings lost to the Bengals in week one, I'm like, dude, the Bengals are a lot better than people gave them credit for. I'm pretty sure, sure I said that. Probably. I don't know. We can go back and check. But like, I should I, probably edit. This is where we should probably edit us talking into this. Yeah, that'd be great. We don't got that. We don't got that kind of time. No. But I I get what you're saying. But I, but it also feels like this is you taking away from, like, it's not just the play. I'm not it's taking not away ju- from Joe Burrow. I'm not. I'm, Joe Burrow has been fantastic. Th- this is not a, so I will admit, last year, I took some away from Justin Herbert because he was a rookie. He had not proven himself. Sure. The team didn't win, though. And that, that was... I used that against Justin Herbert. Shouldn't have. This year, I rectified it. Justin Herbert is fantastic. Joe Burrow is fantastic. I am fully admitting that. Okay. Joe Burrow is the biggest reason why the team is here. Yes. Fully admitting that. Okay. It is not the only reason. And that's what I'm trying to talk about. Do you know why? It is not just Joe Burrow that made the team that. Yeah, I get that. But, like, the reason that Joe Burrow is what it's talked about is because he's the quarterback. Obviously. Like, it, yeah. it is the best story. Like, I, I understand. I do I do say uh, Jamar Chase might get more rep than Joe Burrow for making this team better. Yes. And that is a problem because Jamar Chase, what a fucking athlete. What a freak. We were very wrong saying it might take him a year or two to get good, but... Man, is he good. I would argue that Joe Burrow is a bigger part of that than anything. Yeah. So, no, see, the thing is, like... It's not that I want Jamar Chase to get more credit than Joe Burrow. It's that I want the rest of the team, other than the two people that have been the only storyline all year, to get some credit. Like, this offensive line has been better... It's been bad, though. Until the playoffs. It's been bad. It's been better until the playoffs than they were expected to do. And the defense has been so fucking good compared to what they have done in the past so, with not massive changes. It's just, Well, no, they did. Because they did spend a bunch in free agency on they the defense. They got a pass side. rusher. They got two, didn't they? Okay. They don't play the second one. Sam Hubbard's been there since three, four, five years ago. Oh, I thought he was also a free agent. Anyway, like they went out and they got they got dudes on defense. Like they went out sure. and they spent money on defense. Sure, but did you expect them to make this much big of a jump? I expected them to be good. Yeah. See, you might Super be the Bowl? only one in the entire world. Honestly, Super Bowl? Nah. <laughs> nah. You might be the only one in the entire NFL to expect the defense to be this good. I mean, if I don't know if we did the AFC North. No. Because, like, I would be curious to see, you know, what I actually picked for them. I don't think we... I don't I don't think we have it, but, like... No, I, I legitimately thought they were going to be pretty good. 
No, I don't think we have it. We got through the NFC South. But, like, the reason that it's just Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is because Jamar Chase is a rookie and Joe Burrow is, you know, coming off the knee injury. And two years ago, they were the worst team in, or, you know, two years ago, they are the worst team in the league. And they're, you know, the teammates are back together and they're lighting up the league, which they absolutely are. So that's who's going to be talked about. Like, I understand your frustrations with them not talking about other teams or not, not talking about other other players and other parts of the team. Like, the defense has really stepped up, and I will absolutely say that. Like, in the second half of this game... Are you telling me I'm wrong, though? Like, it still sounds like you're telling me that I'm not giving Joe Burrow enough credit. So, I... I How am I not giving him enough credit? I feel like... See... I feel like you're saying like it's almost like you're saying it with an asterisk. Like you're no. say, you're saying that like I'm giving him all the credit. However, no, it, it's a media thing. It's not a Joe Burrow thing. I, he deserves to have stories written about him. Yes, he deserves to be the, like in the photos for the Super Bowl. Yes, absolutely. He's the guy. He deserves to get the recollection of like hey you should probably win the Super Bowl MVP even if you don't have the slight down game. Yes. that That's kind of what happens with Super Bowl MVP. If the yeah, quarterback's it's, it's been it's real quarterback. good, they just go, I'll yeah, give it to you. Here you go. Yeah. Probably should get that. I, I think he deserves all the credit. It It's the media. not It's it's like they have just this, this hole in their brain. It's Joe Burrow is here. And oh my God, it's Joe Burrow. Not a single time. Zero have I heard. Hey, look at the pressure that the Bengals are getting on the quarterback. So I will say, look, look at the coverage these linebackers have. The linebackers are covering people so fucking good. And if you watch the second half, where the Bengals defense shuts out Kansas City until the game tying field goal, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. And and it is it is brought up. How much did they win? No, no, no. The, hold on. How hold much on. did they win? Hold it, on. No, stop. Just listen. Just hold listen. on. How much did the game end? Like, how different was the game in regulation? How, what was the difference in the score at the end of regulation? It was tied. There you go. What would have it been if the Bengals' defense had let up a score at all in the second half? Well, it it started with right before halftime. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, the defense made a play, and yeah. they did mention it throughout essentially the second half of the broadcast where the defense was turning the game around for them. Sure. They at least mentioned it on the broadcast. This was one broadcast. I'm not. So when the game is going on, it gets talked about a bunch because it's it's happening. You have to talk about what's happening. It's the storylines in the media surrounding, like I guarantee you look up bangles right now. Well, yeah, everything's going to be about Joe Burrow. It is just going to be Joe Burrow or and Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. That is it. There needs to be some talk about how good this defense has been. They deserve some of the rec- recognition that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are getting. That's what I'm saying. See, That is my entire argument. And we can't argue anymore. We are running out of time. Like We are over our time limit by like 30 minutes right now. I mean, I, I just feel like your beef is a beef that's never going to be solved because they're always going to talk about the biggest story that's happened throughout the whole year. And that's, sure. and that's fine. Sure. Like if but you let it bother you, you let it bother you. What, 
what who talks about like the what was the difference between the Rams this year and last year? The quarterback. He's not talked about as the savior. It's the defense has been so good. The Cooper Cup and the offense has been fantastic. Well, it's a little but, different because Stafford plays a little more YOLO than Sure. But so do you he's get not, what I'm saying. Like he he hasn't I don't think he's played as good as Burrow, especially in the correct. playoffs. Correct. But the entire team is getting some rec- recognition. Because the quarterback isn't the story. Okay, you're missing what I'm saying. We got to go. Uh, thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook. The Rams are winning the Super Bowl, by the way. We didn't even get to my... Like, I want the Rams to win the Super Bowl because Matt Stafford deserves... He, he has been put down so much in the Lions organization. Give the man a bone. Let him retire a Super Bowl champion so that he can be considered one of the good quarterbacks because he has been fantastic for the last 12 years. Yeah. 2009 for the last 12 years, he has the two highest uh, receiving numbers by a player have been thrown. They've been thrown to by him. Oh shit. I didn't even realize that the man deserves some fucking recognition. And when he, like if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, the the story is gonna be, yeah, great talent, but never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Great talent, never was on a winning team. Like he needs this for his repertoire, so that when he's talked about in the future, he's he's relevant. Okay, so I I know you said we got to go and whatever. Give like let's just five minutes on the matchup yeah. and five like just five minutes, okay. We're running out of time. We're an hour and five minutes in. That's fine. Is it though? Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I I agree about Stafford. My only thing is, um. So I I think the biggest matchups are definitely Cooper Cup against the Bengals coverage, which the Bengals coverage has been really good. Mm-hmm. Also, the pressure has been good. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think Stafford is going to run around like Mahomes did. Nope. So I do think that'll be Ram, a little different. The Rams offensive line is a little more consistent. It's yes, it's consistent, not better. Right. It's more consistent. But also you like sacks are more or less a quarterback stat where I, guys, guys get mm, sacked. It, like I disagree with that, but I think it's more of a quarterback stat than people think it is. Like it's not solely a quarterback stat. But like, if you see the guys that will hold onto the ball longer, they're generally going to be sacked more. Okay. So there's correlation between sure sacked a bunch and holding onto the ball longer. I think it also like, nah, we're not going to get into it. Anyway, I don't think Stafford is that kind of player. I think the only thing is when, and it's not it's not an if it's it's when he throws up either the yellow ball or when he throws it to a linebacker. Are you gonna Jaquaski tart it, or are you gonna catch it? Right. See that's that's kind of the thing, and also you have star power on star power with the other side of the ball. You know you got the Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase probably. I, I don't think that's gonna be the matchup. Probably T Higgins. Yeah. Tegan's is think, bigger. I think it's the size thing that they're going to try to match up. Probably, and then and then I would say they're going to they're going to force a safety over on um, 
Probably. Jamar Chase almost the entire game. But, you know, the Bengals' offensive line has been destroyed in the playoffs. Like, absolutely destroyed. And the yeah. matchups keep getting more difficult. Like, you had Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe in the first round. They got a lot of pressure. Yep. Second round, Jeffrey Simmons almost fucked their game. Yep. And then they went to uh, Melvin Ingram, Chris Jones, and uh, Frank Clark. Yep. They they were getting getting a bunch of pressure. Can Aaron Donald be the one to stop Joe Burrow? Whoa. Aaron Donald and number 94, who has the most terrifying face of anybody I've ever seen. And I guess we should probably throw in Von Miller and was it Floyd? Von Miller as a run defender, not so much as a pass rusher. Hey, every once in a while, he can still get a pretty good speed rush and get around the edge. He's still, he's still got it every he, now and again. He is Jadavion Clowney in the pass rush, but he produces like a mother in the run game. Yeah. Uh, also, one last one last thing that I want to mention is, so the the Bengals have probably one of the greatest weapons in the game at this point, and they have the clear advantage in the kicker category. And Evan McPherson, he's a fucking stud. See, I feel like a lot of people are going to be confused, and they're going to go. Jamar Chase is just a wide receiver. Like, he's a good wide receiver. No, dude. And then you went with the the kicker. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. I mean, sure. The only thing, we talked about it earlier, I got to see him miss. Sorry. I got to see him miss one in a big moment. And see what happens. Doesn't have to be a big game. It doesn't have to be, like, I'm just talking, like, say, at the end of a quarter or... End of a say game. He miss it, say he misses one before halftime. Sure. It doesn't even need to be the Super Bowl. Sure. It's just literally next year in game, high, game high three. Pressure, a high pressure situation. He fucking shanks one at the end of the game and they lose. I, I just want to see what his reaction will be after that. Yeah. It, can, can he just look past it and go, fuck it? Because so, if he does, he the dude's a legit kicker and he will be just like great he will be harrison butker-esque where yeah. he's that next true gr- good kicker in the game yeah that's it um yeah that i think so no. all right well uh you can find us on facebook at uh watering hole football podcast sure you think we got Twitter. watering hole football dude i don't even remember what our sites are i nah, wish figured out Twitter. Uh, that one is at football hole. We know that one. We know that one. Uh, we we get an email. Uh, it's wateringholefootball at gmail.com. That's it. Um, we're going to have a website eventually. Um, we're we're going to have some more scouting style podcasts coming up in the off season. So please tune in for that. We realize that it's not for everybody, but if you want to learn something about the names that you'll be hearing in the draft... Check it out. I I would like to say that we've been fairly fairly good on a lot of people over the last couple of years. I mean, me me personally, I've gotten a lot better at being consistent in my scouting. We we will miss a couple every year. Yep. We just this year was a big one, Jamar Chase. 
we will hit a couple every year. Like, really hit them. And so stay tuned for that. Maybe you'll be on the fast track to finding the next guy when we find him. Or you'll be the guy telling all your friends, hey, Jamar Chase listen is to just these, fine. Listen to these fucking idiots. Yeah. Hey, but if but if you're that guy that tells your friends, hey, listen to these idiots, that means that they're listening to these idiots and we yeah. get it and we get to listen. So yeah. that, that works out for us. We're good with it. Yeah, please listen and please share and help us grow the podcast. Uh, rate we, we rate wanna... and review apparently in the podcast apps. I guess that is a big thing for growing your show is the rate hmm. and review. I guess I haven't paid any attention to that. But that's what all the other podcasts say. Oh, okay. Well, we we appreciate you listening and uh yeah. Catch you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye.